welcome to another episode of the Beginning Spanish Podcast. I'm Dr. Todd Mack from Hillsdale College, and today I'll be giving some quick notes on how to review for this upcoming exam. Okay, we're back from spring break, and uh, we've got an exam tomorrow. I was, th I was thinking about this today. I was thinking uh, if I was one of my students, I would either be uh, really frustrated with me for having an exam two days after spring break or really grateful to my professor for giving me an entire extra week to study for this exam. So you can decide. Um, I just wanted to run through the sections uh, of this exam here and, and give you any, any quick, quick pointers on it. So the first section is going to be a vocab section. Uh, we'll do it just like the last time. I'll read through uh, the definitions and you write down down the words at this point i i mean you could still memorize a lot of words uh, if you just are going for like a brute memor memorization uh, and i know there are a lot of words uh, to to learn um there will be a really brief review section and uh and the best way to study for that is to go through the um uh, the previous exam review there will be a um a section on just writing out the the subjunctive so i i've given you two groups of verbs group a are subjunctive triggers and group b are just regular verbs and you just need to write out sentences so you're going to take the first verb and conjugate it in the in the uh, in the indicative so if you have a verb like esperar to hope you would say uh, espero que and then you're just going to put the other verb in the subjunctive and in a, a form that's not the one that you used at the first. So if I use espero, I can't use the yo form for the subjunctive verb. Because remember, with the subjunctive, you have to have two separate verbs. Uh, you have to have separate uh, conjugated verbs with separate subjects connected by K. So the key here is going to be to remember the first one you're going to do in the indicative. The second one you're going to do in the subjunctive. You're going to connect it with K. And you have to have different subjects for both of them. Uh, then there will be a section on um, recognizing if you need indicative or subjunctive. So uh, you're going to be looking. The key to here is going to be to remember with the subjunctive, we use uh, Jedi. And with the indicative, we use tack. So if I'm expressing judgment, uh, emotion, doubt, denial, uh, or desire, or or influence, then I'm going to use the subjunctive. If I'm expressing truth, affirmation, certainty, or knowledge, then I'm going to use the indicative. Uh, a few to keep in mind, pienso que, pensar que, not a subjunctive trigger. Uh, no pienso que is a subjunctive trigger. Um, uh, things like uh, es posible que, subjunctive trigger. Um... Uh, es cierto que, not a subjunctive trigger. You can use the indicative. Uh, and then we've got another section that's going to be just the same. You're going to be looking at subjunctive triggers, and you're going to be deciding, is this really a subjunctive trigger, or is it a fake subjunctive trigger? Is it just a regular uh, a little, a little verb uh, phrase? Um, and the same rules as before apply. Think Jedi and Tack. Uh, and then you're going to have a section on... Um, using the verb hacer to express time. So you're going to have a, a series of words, and you're going to have to um, put them into a sentence and use the verb hacer uh, 
to, to say how long ago something happened. So like uh, on the review, we've got Yo Llegar a Hillsdale College Seis Meses. So the time is six months. And I have to ask myself, am I still doing this or is this a thing that happened in the past? Uh, and my arrival at Hillsdale College is a thing that happened in the past. It's not something that's still going on. So I'm going to use the preterite. And I could say, yo llegué a Hillsdale College hace seis meses. Um, now, if it were something like um, sitting in my class, uh, yo, um, or uh, just being in class. Uh, so it would be like, yo estar en clase una hora. Yo estar en clase una hora. Uh, then you would have to ask yourself, am I still in class or am I not still in class? Uh, and if it's something like this on the exam where it could go either way, uh, I'll try to give you some kind of clue so that it's not ambiguous. Uh, but let's say in this case that I wrote after something like, y estoy ahí todavía. Like, I'm still there. So then I would say, yo, so it's yo estar en clase una hora. So I'd say, yo estoy en clase uh, desde hace una hora. Or, hace una hora que estoy en clase. Um, would be the way to do that. So if I'm going to put hace at the beginning, I would say, hace una hora que estoy en clase. Fine. If I want to put uh, the hace at the end, then I have to say desde hace. So I would say, estoy en clase desde hace una hora. Uh, the easier way for me would be to put hace uh, at the beginning and the verb at the end. And then I don't have to worry about desde. I can always do the same construction. Yo, uh, um, I would say like, uh, hace seis meses que estoy en clase, or hace una hora que estoy en clase, or hace una hora que, est uh, que fui a mi clase, or something like that. So I put the hace at the beginning, the verb at the end, and then the structure will always be the same. Um, then we have this uh, the section on the se accidental, uh, where we're, we have a, a, a phrase like, um, I dropped my keys. Um, so uh, we use the se accidental when we want to talk about something and uh, remove responsibility from ourselves or from, from the, the, the person that should be the subject of the sentence. So if I say, I lost my keys, but I don't really want to say I lost my keys. I want to say the keys lost themselves. Uh, so I have to change the sentence around, make what was the direct object now the subject of the sentence, and say the keys lost themselves. And that's just a reflexive verb. So you've got to be comfortable conjugating reflexive verbs if you're going to get the se accidental right. So if I want to say the keys lost themselves, I would say las llaves se perdieron. But I also want to say, uh, include myself in here, uh, because I'm a victim of this. And so I insert myself as an indirect object right after se. So I would say las llaves se me perdieron. Uh, if I wanted to say we lost our keys, I would say las llaves se nos perdieron. If I wanted to say Maria lost her keys, I would I would say se le perdieron se le perdieron las llaves a Maria. Or I could say a Maria se le perdieron las llaves. Now, if I'm going to use le or les in one of these sentences, then I really should put a and then the person that I'm talking about because le and les are going to be ambiguous. Uh, in in a way that like nos is always going to be nosotros and te is always going to be tú 
and os is always going to be vosotros. So I don't need that in, um, I don't need to specify with a ah and then the person, unless I want to add emphasis, I can do that uh, if I want to add emphasis, but, uh, but it's not necessary. But if I'm going to use le or les, then I need to, and that le or les, or me, te, os, nos, that indirect object pronoun, it gets slipped right after se in the, in the, uh, in the reflexive sentence there. So, uh, a Juan se le cayeron las llaves, or a Maria se le olvidó mi cumpleaños. Okay? Uh, and then we've got a por and para uh, section, and I want you to remember that por is, um, is talking about cause. It's about something that's behind you, pushing you forward. When we talk about movement, por is about um, moving through or around or by. Um, and por, when we're talking about numbers or work, uh, is about exchange. Uh, para is about destination. When you're talking about movement, it's about destination. When you're talking about uh, action, it's about goal. It's about purpose, for the purpose of. Um, where por would mean uh, because of. Um, and uh, and para in, in includes like, a, yeah, so purpose, for the purpose of. Uh, versus in order to, or for the purpose of and in order to would both be uh, para. Uh, and then we've got the culture stuff. So you need to remember all of the culture stuff. There will be a little a little bit of review that you'll need to cover and then the, and then the new stuff. Um, and that's it. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. If you find this show helpful, I encourage you to go to anchor.fm slash beginningspanish for a full list of episodes and to support the show financially. Don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app of choice, and please recommend uh, the show to your friends. Feel free to reach out with questions or feedback by finding me on Twitter at Todd K. Mac or emailing me at tmac at hillsdale.edu. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might also like my other shows. This semester, I have one on philosophy and fiction in modern Spain and one on the hero's journey in masterpieces of film. Until next time, so long. Thank you.